I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Get ready for another swing in the hammock as I talk to Mark Bird and Andrew Thompson of the ambient guitar duo Hammock. These two musicians have merged shoegaze guitars with ambient chamber music modalities for two decades. Sometimes their music is deeply moody and solemn, which is why Ricky Gervais used their music in his TV series Afterlife. But their new album brings guitars and rhythms back up front. It's called Love in the Void, and it is currently Echo's February CD of the Month. It's something of a pandemic album. It's kind of a reference to coming out of the pandemic and making our last album elsewhere kind of isolated. You know, we started out with this solitude. You know, we're creatives. We are used to working with our heads down and, you know, but that solitude kind of started turning into isolation and we realized how much we needed human connection. That's Mark Bird from Hammock. I've got their tales of connections, trauma, sobriety, and more coming up. Joining us in support of Echoes is Kevin Keller, an artist who's been an Echoes favorite for more than 25 years. With his intimate piano, lush strings, and vast sonic spaces, Kevin Keller has inspired listeners with his ambient chamber music since the mid-90s. In fact, I first coined the term ambient chamber music in reference to Kevin. So it's kind of full circle that his latest album is also called ambient chamber music. It's a compilation of some of his best works in that chamber mode, and it features performances by cellist Clarice Jensen, Mina Cho, and the great, late David Darling. Kevin Keller's Ambient Chamber Music is available on all streaming services and as a CD and download at kevinkeller.com. That's kevinkeller.com. And now get yourself comfortable on Hammock. The duo known as Hammock has charted a singular course through contemporary music, consisting of guitarist Mark Bird and Andrew Thompson, and emerging out of the Christian music scene of the 1990s, they've crafted a largely instrumental ambient sound that probes themes of loss, death, religion, and existence. They've just released their 12th full-length album, Love in the Void, and it's their most dynamic and melodic release in years. Speaking to Mark Bird and Andrew Thompson on the Riverside.fm app, they are both in Mark's studio in Nashville. Both musicians have long, shaggy hair. Andrew's dark brown locks substantially longer than Mark's light brown fringe. They are clustered around a single microphone in Mark's studio, and like much of their music, it's shadowy. Predominantly an instrumental group, their music isn't some abstraction, but comes from their lives. Music had to relate with what was going on in our lives, you know. And that's the thing about us is that 
we translate the, or the music translates us. I don't know. You know, it's, it's both ways, but we try to translate these things. So if you are reading things into the name and sound of the title track on Love in the Void, you might not be wrong. It's not as negative as it comes across. I knew that whenever we chose that, people would think, oh, yeah, they've been reading existentialism or something. But it's kind of a reference to coming out of the pandemic and making our last album elsewhere kind of isolated. You know, we started out with this solitude. You know, we're creatives. We are used to working with our heads down and, you know, but that solitude kind of started turning into isolation and we realized how much we needed human connection. But there is another aspect to this piece. The other thing I think it would be important just on a personal level for me, um, I got fully sober eight and a half years ago and it was a lot like coming out of a void but the people that helped me were the love in the void and it was dark but I say this about anything that feels like a wound or type of void it could be the very thing that pushes you towards growth pushes you towards change Mark's dependence was alcohol, which he used to mask his emotional turmoil. That comes through on the track Undoing as well with the line, I do it to myself. I mean, Andrew's the one that came up with I do it to myself. And I think it kind of captures the type of sense of desperation that can come whenever you're in those dark places. You can hear Mark's wife, singer Christine Bird of Luminette, echoing those words but descending like a comforting angel. It was difficult on us and that's one of the primary reasons because we've been together, no kids, coming up on uh, 23 years and before that we dated for three years and so we're a partnership and um, that began to dwindle away. When one of us is not functioning, you can only go so far carrying the other. You know, eventually, if you want to save it, you got to make some changes. And it was really difficult. And the truth is, is it was marriage counseling, the marriage counselor that said, you know, Mark, if you just go, just try some kind of outpatient program, your rate of success will go up. So Christy was like, will you do that? And I'm like, well, okay, whatever. But eventually it was the best thing that happened to me and to us.
One thing that's evident about Love in the Void is the return of guitars that sound like guitars. Hammock are masters of guitar processing and addicts to reverb, creating sweeping, almost symphonic expanses of sound with their instruments. But they started as lovers of guitar-based shoegaze music, and that sound makes a return. We also wanted to kind of get back to our roots, get us back into the guitar tunings, get us back into the guitar sonics, something that is just an immediate thing that's just between he and I. That's right. And of course, on Love in the Void, there are some more strings and horns and things, but it's not focused in that direction, but it's very purposeful on our part. And we fell in love with playing the guitar again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. expansive tracks on the album is It's Okay to Be Afraid of the Universe, clocking in at close to 10 minutes. That title seems to have all kinds of portent, but it came about accidentally in the midst of recording. That was because we chose to make this album with other human beings and our curmudgeon type engineer who's a younger guy, we really love him. Scotty. He'd vape up and his whole attitude would change. <laughs> and one day we were talking and I don't, what do you mean what were you talking about? It was like a post-lunch thing. We were just kind of getting back into the groove in the studio. And we were saying something, he looked down at the floor and kind of said under his breath, it's okay to be afraid of the universe. And I said, what did you just say? And he said, what, what do you mean? I said, is that something you heard? Is that a book you read? What is that? Is that like a Carl Sagan type of podcast or something that I don't know about? And he said, uh, no, man, I mean, I just kind of said that, you know, I said, well, that's going to be a title for our next record. <laughs> never think of Hammock as being particularly political, but we have in the past talked about their disaffection with the Christianity that have been a big part of their early lives. That also extends to the current state of politics, conspiracy theories, and alternate facts. The only lyric to a song called It's In This Lie is that four-word title. Andrew wrote that, but I think it's in reaction to how much people are living in alternate realities and facts are up for debate these days. 
Another song, God's Becoming Memories, reaches a crescendo that could only be described as angry. Not at all. <laughs> you don't think so, Andrew? Oh, you're, you're being sarcastic. I'm being, I'm being facetious. <laughs> Where's that anger coming from, Andrew? <laughs> Pick your poison, man. <laughs> Look, that's one of, I think it's one of our favorite moments on the entire album when it gets in that middle section and we're letting the drummer Jake, Jake Finch, God bless him, just go crazy with fills. It's the most fills of anything we've ever done. are capable of incredibly deep moods in their work, but they are also capable of just creating a track of unrelenting beauty like Absorbed in Light. Okay, so we did this thing on Bandcamp for these long forms called Undercurrent. It was a few years ago, and that was left over. It's an older tune. We had this loop, but the drummer, Jake, once again, recreated that himself. There's like three different drum sets on that one song. Yep. And so the intensity of the rhythm section going underneath and building gives room for just melody to carry it. I told Johnny, our manager, I said, the beginning of that song is what I call eye squinting song. It's like you're, you squint your eyes, you ease into this mood, and you want to go for a drive. That's what I feel like the first verse of that song feels like. Hammock's Love in the Void sounds like an album from a band who has emerged from a long, dark tunnel. The music they made in that tunnel was deep and immersive, wrapping you in a cocoon of sound that could drop some people into sleep. However, you won't be sleeping to Love in the Void. And honestly, Love in the Void is a reaction to everyone telling us how much they sleep to our music. And what did you say, Andrew? You said something about... It's time to wake it's time up. Time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's good to be awake. It's good, exactly. Especially, especially today. Exactly.
and wake yourself up to Hammock's Love in the Void, out now on Hammock Music. It's the February Echoes CD of the Month. I will have a link to Hammock's Love in the Void in the posting to this podcast at echoes.org. You can also read my review of this album on our website, and while you're there, check out the Echoes CD of the Month Club. We pick out great albums like that every single month and send them to club members who are great supporters of Echoes and the Echoes podcast. Just go to echoes.org for the CD of the Month Club. Once again, that's echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S dot org, O-R-G. Next week, I've got our annual look at the Big Ears Festival when I talk with Ashley Capps, the founder and curator of this incredible festival on the bleeding edges of new music. It happens in Knoxville, Tennessee, March 30th through April 2nd. I'm John DiLibretto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. It's produced by Jeff Town. See you next time, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want.